welcome to the Yoga Teacher Circle podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Ray, yoga teacher. You are needed now more than ever, and your unique voice, message, and offering needs to be shared with the world. In this podcast, we'll talk about all things related to teaching yoga to help you thrive doing what you love most, teaching yoga. So let's dive in. niche is key to growing your biz. This word, people call it niche, niche, they're both right. This is such a good topic. And the reason that I wanted to have this conversation, there's a few different reasons. Over two years ago now is when I decided to niche down and step further outside of my comfort zone of studio and gym classes and private sessions. And I started to niche down with yoga teachers. That's when I started leading yoga teacher trainings. That's when I started doing continuing education workshops for teachers and really realized like, wow, first of all, I was really passionate about it. So I'm doing what I love. Things were flowing and I realized just how quickly my business grew because I decided to focus in one area. Before that, I was a little all over the place, which is totally okay too, because sometimes that's how we find what our niche is and what we're actually passionate about. The reason that I decided to niche down with yoga teachers is because I really struggled in the beginning of my own teaching journey. First of all, just lacked a lot of confidence. I had so much fear and I started teaching and within six months of teaching full time, what was it like 18 to 22 classes a week? I burned out fast within about six months and was like, holy shit, how am I going to do this as a career? I can't live like this. And that's when I started to, you know, build a private client base. That's when I started to think more outside the box. How can I create events and workshops? And really by asking myself, well, what am I passionate about though? So it is still in alignment with me and my vision and my purpose. So that's a little bit about why I'm connected to this. And then as I asked the group in the Yoga Teacher Circle group, you know, are you familiar with a niche? And really the biggest thing that I heard was, no, I'm not. I don't know my niche or I have an idea of who I want to work with, but I don't know what to do with that. So where do I go from there? The golden key. Having a niche can be the key to help you grow and expand your biz, attract the right clients, and create a sustainable income for yourself. It can be so challenging to define your niche as a yoga teacher, and you might only be used to teaching public group classes in studios, which doesn't really need a niche. And especially as new teachers, that might be where we start, and that's perfect and beautiful. There's nothing wrong with that. I want to make that clear. The only reason that I really think it is important to niche down, we're about to cover all of it, is if you're trying to expand further outside of the studio or the gym model. But if you're trying to grow a brand and a business, like I just said, like building a private client business, growing an online business, you want to teach events or workshops, trainings and retreats, you might want to consider niching down. Today I'm going to cover and talk about what a niche is and how having a clear niche helps you live in your purpose, why it's important to have a niche as a yoga teacher and yogipreneur, and how having a clear niche can help you grow your business fast. So I want to ask you, do you resonate with any of the below? I've never thought about having a niche and have no clue on how to get clear on mine. So that's one. Number two, I have an idea of my niche and who I want to work with, but I'm not sure how to go from there to grow my business. And three, 
I'm very clear on my niche, my messaging, and I am attracting the right people into my business, but I still would like to see more growth in my business. So which one are you? First, just break down what is a niche. A niche is a focused, targeted area that you serve particularly well. It's a segment of a larger market that can be defined by its own unique needs, preferences, or identity that makes it different from the market at large. A niche is an area that is so focused that your buyer can instantly say, oh my gosh, that's me. That person is speaking to me. I want to work with them. We want people to see what we do and to stop and say, oh my gosh, they're speaking right to me. The whole point of a niche is to focus your marketing, particularly your content and your message, so that the right sort of people will come to you and the wrong sort of people will leave. When we decide to niche down, we actually want to kind of attract the people that really fit and align with our vision, with our message, with what we're offering, with our service. And we want the people that aren't necessarily aligned or fit that or are ready for what we offer to go the other way. And that's okay because we can't please everyone and we can't serve everyone. So the clearer and the more specific you are, the easier that that happens. Your niche is really going to be connected to your story to be the most authentic, in my opinion. So a niche is an area that you understand, like really, really and truly understand. You have to get them. You have to understand how your ideal client feels and what they are experiencing so you can genuinely help them. Your niche might be connected to your own personal story, your life experiences, and any challenges that you have faced and overcome. You felt the pain, the struggle, the challenges, the joy, the happiness, all within that specific niche, which leads you to being in alignment and authentic when working within your niche. So I'll circle back to my own story, my own experience. As I shared at the start, my passion now is to work with yoga teachers. And that's really because it was so hard for me in the beginning like I wanted to quit so many times. I had no confidence. I didn't make any money. I was barely scraping by teaching 18 classes a week. I was burned out. I was like shutting down and I questioned if I could do this. And that's where my passion lies now is helping yoga teachers get through that process to actually create a sustainable lifelong business doing what they love, sharing the gifts that they have. This also comes down to remembering your why. So we're so lucky being yoga teachers because our work is all about serving the most beautiful gift of yoga. So if you choose a niche that you truly are passionate about, your work is going to be 100% connected to your purpose and your passion. And committing to a niche helps you stay on track and in alignment with your mission, your vision, your values, and your purpose. That's where I know personally as a yogipreneur and entrepreneur, I can have tons of amazing ideas and get that syndrome where I'm like, ooh, shiny thing here, ooh, shiny thing there. I want to try this and this. And that can at times, and it has, taken me out of alignment with like my long-term goal and vision. And so when your business gets challenging, which it will, and you want to quit, which you will, remember your why. Why are you doing this? Why did you commit to this work. And remember who you are serving and how it's really not about you. I say that all the time. Teaching yoga is not about you. It's about serving one of the most beautiful healing gifts. 
When I want to quit, which happens all the time, I remember it's not about me. And if I'm making it about me, that's typically when I want to quit. It's about all the yoga teachers out there feeling the same exact way that I felt four or five years ago. I remember that feeling. I remember how bad it really felt. And that's what keeps me going is to help other teachers step into their purpose and their power. Now let's talk about why is it important to have a niche as a yoga teacher and a yogipreneur. Are you, so really think about this when I ask these questions, are you trying to grow your private clientele? Are you stuck in the studio or gym grind teaching 15 to 25 yoga classes per week? Are you wanting to grow your income beyond $25 to $40 per yoga class? Are you trying to become a full-time yoga teacher while working a part-time job in the meantime? Are you wondering where and how to find private clients and students? Do you want to build an online yoga business? Are you spinning around wondering what to post on social media? Are you wondering how to fill your classes, your events, your trainings, your retreats, etc.? Okay, so typically when we don't know our overall message or who are we even trying to talk to, it's going to be hard to do everything that you all just shared. When we don't know what our goal is or who we're trying to serve, how are we going to create content? How are we going to show up? Who are we really trying to talk to? So now let me ask you this question. Do you think of yourself as an entrepreneur? If you answered yes to any of the above, which you all did, it's time that you need to embrace the idea of being an entrepreneur in what I call a yogipreneur. I promise you there is room for you to have a successful yoga business and to stand out in a saturated market of yoga teachers. You just need to get clear on who you want to serve and then create your messaging and offering around their needs. Now, let's talk about how to find your niche. First thing when you're thinking about this is you have to make sure that your niche is something that people actually want, need, and they're going to pay for they're willing to pay for. So you have to take time for market research and get to know what people want. Ask your friends and community questions to help you gain clarity. That is exactly what I did in my yoga teacher circle Facebook group on my Instagram, my Facebook. I asked yoga teachers, are you familiar with a niche? Do you understand what that means? Are you trying to grow a business beyond studio classes? What are your goals? And the feedback I got was, wow, I've never really thought of this. Or I know I want to teach. Maybe I really am passionate about teaching beginners, but what do I do with that? And then I went back and I created this webinar to help fit the needs of what teachers are actually looking for and need to talk about and need to learn about. And sometimes you don't know what you don't know. So that's where this conversation also comes in. So when you ask yourself, well, who do I want to serve? You need to also look at, well, is it relevant? Maybe it's a really great idea that you have in your head, but are people actually interested in it? And then another thing you want to look at is, are people searching for it? Is it in demand? And a way that you can check this out is just simply type into Google your idea, right? And then you see if it's searchable. So for me, if I'm searching yoga teacher business or entrepreneurship for yoga teachers, there's quite a bit that comes up, which tells me that yoga teachers are looking for this. They're looking for how to grow in this area. You can also type it into YouTube. YouTube is one of the largest search engines that people use. So YouTube will tell you a lot. 
if you're searching for something and get a ton of content that pops up around that, that tells you, yeah, people are looking for this. And that's not to say, does that mean that it's already full or there's already enough people doing this? So why should I even try? No, absolutely try because no one can teach the way you teach. No one is you. And that's what makes you special and unique. If I gave up because I was like, well, there's already a ton of yoga teachers helping people, helping other yoga teachers become entrepreneurs or helping them to become a yoga teacher. I mean, there are thousands of 200 hour yoga teacher trainings and I still started one, but I could have stopped myself by saying there's enough people are already finding them. And I didn't because I know that I wanted to do it. And then you can also look at Facebook groups. If there's a Facebook group around the idea that you have, that will tell you, again, people are interested. People want it. There's a need. There's a demand for it. You can just simply search on Facebook. And then, like I just kind of said, are other people offering this service? Well, if so, there's a good chance it's in demand. Now, let me ask you this. What do you teach? If you're here, that means you're a yoga teacher, which is very broad. Being a yoga teacher is so broad. So what style and or practices of yoga do you teach? And maybe you're not teaching yet, but you want to teach. So you've got your categories and the list goes on, right? So the list really does go on, but this is just a few examples. Asana, pranayama, meditation, living yoga with yama and niyama, chanting, philosophy, Ayurveda. So you can even look at niching down asana a ton. Asana is, again, so broad. But maybe you love teaching arm balances or handstands, and you can actually become the person that people know. If I want to work on my handstand practice, I go to so-and-so. That's the person you go learn from. You want to become known as an expert in that area. Now, let me ask you, out of all of this or more, again, just the smallest, what do you teach or want to teach? We're going to keep peeling back the layers. We're going to keep going deeper. So this is just a little starting point. Keep that in mind as we continue on. Now the question is, who do you want to serve? So some niche examples. Again, there's a massive amount that you can go into. These are, this is just a short list that I pulled in. Yoga for kids. Okay, so now let's think about that. Yoga for kids, again, is very, very broad. Do you maybe want to niche it down more and think, I teach yoga for children ages 5 to 10 that have X amount of energy and they're bouncing off the walls. And so you get to speak to all these parents that they're like, oh my gosh, that's my kid. I want to bring them to your class or to your online video or whatever it is. Or is there a specialty? Yoga for children with autism. That's even more niche, more clear. Okay, so let's look at yoga for athletes. Yoga for athletes, that's, you know, not as broad as I teach yoga. Yoga for athletes, well, what kind of athlete? I teach yoga for soccer players. I teach yoga for football players, for baseball players. So there's a huge world of baseball players that you could niche into and become an expert in. There's yoga for addiction recovery. Okay, so maybe you even narrow that down more. What addiction? I teach yoga for alcoholic addiction recovery. Yoga for chronic back pain or another kind of injury or pain. Yoga for fibromyalgia or another chronic illness. Yoga for surfers. Yoga for beginners. Senior yoga, let's look at narrowing that down. Chair yoga for seniors. Prenatal yoga. Corporate yoga to lawyers. 
goat yoga. You could get funky doga, doggy yoga. And then you can look at yoga parties. You could, you could have a whole business doing bachelorette yoga parties or birthday parties. And then we can look at yoga for busy, stressed out moms or yoga for moms who just had a baby. So is this all making sense so far? Looking at peeling back the layers from your broad area. And again, we're going to keep digging. We're going to keep peeling. Okay, so Ryan, I think about yoga for beginners sometimes, but wouldn't that be hard to maintain? Any regular students, clients would soon leave beginner status and probably want more. Yeah, absolutely. But it wouldn't be hard to maintain. You might just not necessarily um, continue with a client base for X amount of years, which is okay because the student does outgrow the teacher no matter what kind of yoga you teach. But there's a massive need for beginning yoga teachers. So many people every single day have never tried yoga and they want to try yoga. And I look at this this conversation is beyond. So when I think about this, Ryan, I think about it outside of the studio model. So I think about, man, you could do so much with just niching down for yoga for beginners in the online world, in workshops. You could do a ton. You could do challenges. You could have a six-week beginner yoga challenge, and people pay you X amount of money, and they learn a ton in six weeks. And then you get a new group the next time. Hey, yoga teacher. I know that so many teachers are struggling with this, so that's why I created the workshop that I've got coming up. It's a three-hour online workshop. We're going to go so much deeper than we just did. We are going to use so many different activities, exercises, mindfulness practices, group discussion, a lot of hands-on work for you to get really clear on your niche. The workshop is called Grow Your Yoga Biz by Niching Down. We're going to cover how to define your niche and ideal client. So we do some work around your ideal client, your avatar. So we'll pull in parts of your story. What did you go through in your life? What, what challenges and experience have you faced that you want to pull from to help other people. We'll talk about how nailing your niche will help you to grow your brand and your business by attracting the right people to you, how to show up with clear messaging on your social media and website. So we'll work a lot on that I help line. We'll peel back layers. So when people land on your site or on your social media, or if someone asks you in the hallway somewhere, what do you do? You'll be like, bam, this is what I do. And they're gonna say, wow, I know so-and-so that I'm gonna connect you to. So we'll talk about how to get, gain clarity on who you serve and how you serve them and next steps on what to do after you're clear on your niche. And you'll get three hours of continuing education with Yoga Alliance if you wanted to add that bonus. That is August 27th. I would love to have you. I love teaching workshops. As you know, I love working with teachers. We go deep. We got three hours to dive real deep, and it's going to be super fun, super juicy. If you can't attend the live workshop with me on August 27th, or you're listening to this podcast episode after August 27th, no worries at all. You can still download and watch the workshop by visiting my website, taylorrayyoga.com, and the workshop is yours to keep forever. Now, back to the episode. So now let's take a couple minutes to journal and reflect. When are you the happiest while teaching yoga? 
So these questions come into play when you're really kind of thinking about what do I love and who do I want to serve? When are you happiest while teaching yoga? Who are you teaching? And what are you teaching and sharing with them? Take a couple minutes to reflect on this and drop it into the chat. And if you're listening to the recording, take a moment, pause the recording, jot it down, and then keep going. So that's awesome. Ryan, this is a tough one. I'm happiest when I get a good when I get good feedback. Whether it's kind words after class, a big class, all vibing together, or laughs at my dad jokes. But this feels like it's my ego being happy, and it's hard to answer what, who I'm teaching because it's been classes from yin to power. And people from first-timers, students, from first-timers to students who have taken my class every week for a year. Got it. Okay. Yeah, so Ryan, I'd say that that's more work for you is to, like, start to get curious about when I'm teaching this style, do I enjoy it more or does it feel different in my body and my mind? And I appreciate you saying, Ryan, that you feel like it's your ego being happy because that can be a whole new conversation. I'll just lightly touch on it. But I know, and I know that most yoga teachers can relate to this. I definitely, when I was teaching my group classes, and my class was full and I would get feedback after and people were like doting on me. I mean, yeah, my ego loved that. It totally stroked my ego and I started to become like addicted to it. I felt like I needed that feedback from students to help me actually feel good about myself. And I started to realize that when I actually traveled and didn't teach for a couple months in a row. And I was like, I was feeling depressed because I wasn't receiving feedback from people. So I noticed that, and that's uh, something that I see in a lot of yoga teachers. So now, what problems do you solve? Being an entrepreneur is all about solving people's problems with your offering and your service. So examples, problem, people suffering with chronic pain from fibromyalgia. Solution, yoga for fibromyalgia. You are creating a service and an offering that solves the problem of people living with chronic pain from fibromyalgia. You can have clear messaging with that. You can speak to a specific group and people will scroll through if this is what you're talking about and posting about and they're going to say, oh my gosh, my mom has fibromyalgia or I do. I'd like to try what you're offering. Another example, problem, stressed out employees, solution, corporate yoga, huge market for this. There's a huge need for this. So many offices in corporate settings want wellness within their, their workspace to help their employees. I used to teach corporate yoga. It's a huge world. You can make great money doing this as well. And you can even get more specific. Like I teach yoga in corporate settings for lawyers. Problem. Here's, this is my example right here. This is mine. Problem. Yoga teachers struggling to teach full time and make money. And I'll, you know, I kept that shorter, but that's really to come down to for doing what they love. Solution. Niche workshop for yoga teachers and yogipreneur school, which is coming in a couple months. So that's where I see, okay, there's a problem in the community of yoga teachers. I am passionate about working with yoga teachers. What kind of offering fits the needs of what they need to help other yoga teachers grow and expand into their purpose and do it sustainably? 
So now let's look at peeling back the layers and getting as specific as possible. So when you're thinking about how do I make this one line statement where if I were to put this on my Instagram bio or my website and people popped on for a minute, would they know what I do? And they should be able to know who you are and what you do within 30 seconds. So example, if you're a yoga teacher, you typically teach yoga because you want to help people feel good. That's very, very broad. So now let's look at how do you do that? I want to help people feel good through yoga. Okay, so yoga is the how. Now let's look deeper. What's the why? I want to help people feel good through yoga to reduce stress and anxiety. That's your why. Now let's look at who. Who do you want to help? Who are you trying to speak to and serve? I want to help people who work long days at corporate jobs and are always stressed. Okay, so you want to work with corporate employees that are stressed. So now let's combine it and create a statement, a line that is very clear on who you are and what you do. I teach yoga in corporate offices to help employees reduce stress and increase energy and productivity. Now that is clear. That is something that if people came to your website and that's your line, your your main thing about who you are, what you do, what you offer, people are going to know. Great. Let's say Tracy's doing this. Tracy teaches yoga in corporate offices to help employees reduce stress and increase energy and productivity. Okay, so let's look at another example. I want to help people healing from trauma. Okay, sounds great, but that's still very broad. How do you do that? Who are you? What do you do to do that? What's underneath that? All right, so the how. I want to help people heal from trauma using yoga and mindfulness. Okay, so you want to use yoga and mindfulness. That's the how. That's the vehicle. What's the why? I want to help people heal from trauma using yoga and mindfulness so they can live an empowered life. So you want to help people heal from trauma and be and live an empowered life. Awesome. Well, who? Who are you trying to help heal from trauma and feel empowered? I want to help people who are in recovery from addiction heal their trauma. That's a lot more clear. So now let's combine it. I help people in addiction recovery heal using yoga and mindfulness practices. That's super clear. Again, people would land on your page and say, wow, that's awesome. That's the work that Tracy does, or that's the work that Ryan does, or Kara. Then I've got the bottom here. You can add the word trauma into that I help line, but it can also be implied and is a byproduct of healing using yoga and mindfulness. You could potentially say, I help people in addiction recovery heal trauma using yoga and mindfulness practices. Trauma is so big, and I'm trying to almost normalize the word trauma so it's not scary for people because everyone has experienced trauma, right? But trauma in the word itself can actually scare people because they're like, oh my gosh, that must, I don't know what that means. Like, how do you do that? People need to look at what you do and understand, well, what are you offering me though? Like, how are we actually doing that? Okay, so it's through yoga and mindfulness practices. Is this getting your mind going? That's what we want. We don't, you don't need to have an answer right now. You don't need to create your own right now. But is this helping you get clearer? Okay, so now I want to ask you, what's your biggest challenge or your biggest fear when it comes to niching down? You might not have an answer because this might be the first time you're thinking about it. But if you've thought about it before or you've always maybe thought to yourself, man, I really want to like kind of create this like this is who I am. This is what I do. I want to help beginners, but I'm a little bit afraid because what if I do that and it doesn't work or whatever that means for you. So now we're going to talk about how nailing your niche can help your business grow fast. So the reason I just asked you that question before 
it's important to understand what is it that has stopped you or scares you about doing this. And now let's look at the benefits of actually niching down. Defining your yoga business niche helps you stand out authentically in a saturated yoga teacher community and market. Right now, if you're teaching something that's so broad, you are technically, you're in competition. I don't really like that word because I think there is enough space for everyone and I don't compete. You know, there's people doing what I'm doing and it's totally cool. But because I am clear on my messaging and who I'm speaking to and what I'm offering, I stand out differently from the other person that's doing the exact same thing as I am, but we're doing it in our own ways. So when you niche down, you actually stand out more. You're not just drowning out in the background with everyone else doing something similar as you. Another thing is once you niche down, then you know you market and promote your brand with ease and in a way that aligns with your purpose. Just like I talked about earlier, your niche, not always, but mostly, especially in what we do as yoga teachers, I I think that it'll be connected to your own story in some way or your own experience in some way, a challenge that you've gone through and overcome. And when you can connect that, your experience to your niche, that helps you live in this like alignment of your purpose and this organic, authentic way. So it also helps you to create content for your classes, your workshops and events instead of spin around wondering what to create. So right now, you know, if I go back to the chat box and what everyone was sharing or earlier, it's, you know, I don't know what to post on social media. I, you know, I'm not, I don't know how to fill my classes. Well, that is connected to because you're not necessarily speaking to someone. You're just speaking about yoga is really beneficial because it helps you calm down. That's so broad. People want to hear something deeper and that's something that they connect to and they're like, oh my gosh, that's me. That's how you get people to start coming to your classes, signing up for your events. That's when you understand, you know, I'm teaching yoga for beginners. So my messaging is going to be so clear on yoga for beginners. I'm going to be speaking to people that feel like yoga isn't for them. That's pretty clear. You can do a lot around that. You'll know exactly how to answer when someone asks you, so what do you do? Man, before I niched down, I was like, I'm a yoga teacher. You know, I teach studio classes and I, I did like a lot of everything. That was cool. It wasn't very clear. I mean, yoga is yoga. It's very broad. And now when people ask me, so what do you do? I certify brand new yoga instructors. I also help yoga teachers grow and elevate their impacts, their income, and their offerings. I'm very clear on what I'm doing now. It helps you become known as an expert in a specific area. So for those of you that just dropped into the chat, I'm afraid of failing or not making money from it. Well, this is actually a benefit to you because people pay more for someone who specializes in a specific area. So just like specialized doctors. So right now, if you're only teaching studio and gym classes, you don't really have a specialty. You might be a yin teacher, a restorative teacher. That can be, that's like your foundation of a specialty, yeah? But what can you do beyond that? How can you take that and and actually create a specialty? So just like specialized doctors, if I broke my ankle, let's say I broke my ankle, my general practicing doctor might not be the person I want to see. That's pretty general. That's broad. I want to go see a specific, like, I don't know what they're called, ankle doctors. (laughs) That's just an example, right? But people pay more for a specialty. So if you become a corporate yoga teacher, people are going to pay you pretty good money because that's what you're doing. You have a corporate yoga business. 
Another thing is it helps you to grow your income and to create a more sustainable business. Everything that we just talked about, all of this helps you grow your income and create a more sustainable business. You want someone to go to your social media or your website and say, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I need because it's so clear on who you are and what you offer. It's so clear. Does that make sense for you on your fears or your doubts on, wow, I'm afraid if I niche down, I'm going to lose clients because what if so-and-so wants to work with me, but I only teach beginners. That can be scary. Yeah. And I'll tell you for me specifically, when I decided to niche down, because I used to teach a little bit of everything, yoga party here, yoga in the park here private clients here, YTTs here, studio classes, gym classes. I spread myself really thin. And when I decided when I decided to niche down, it was so hard for me to actually say no to opportunities that came my way because in my head I knew I have this long-term vision. And if I don't spend time growing that, if I continue to spin my wheels just for a quick money or a quick hundred here to teach this one private, but it's not really the client I want to be teaching, I'm not going to grow into the area that I really, really want to, that can actually create a more sustainable long-term business. Does that make sense? So when I started to say no, I started attracting more opportunities that actually aligned, that were my actual ideal client. When we say yes to everything, when we're trying to please everyone, we end up kind of pleasing no one and spreading yourself really thin. That's exactly what is the next slide. So you can't please everyone. Whether you like it or not, whether we like it or not, we can't be all things to all people. So, so many of us try to please everyone or believe that if we appeal to a broad market, it'll bring in more opportunities and help our business grow. There are so many yoga teachers in the industry and around the world, and there is room for you to stand out. So what makes you unique? Why should someone hire you over the other teacher doing the same thing? That's where you have to get clear on who am I serving? What is my message? Am I showing up and telling people who I am and what I do? Because if they don't know, they're not going to be coming to you. When you niche down, you immediately stand out and raise your chances of being seen and hired. And your community starts sending you referrals because they know what you do. So when you get clear and you put it out there, this is who I am, this is what I do, this is my service, people know, oh, Kara teaches trauma-informed, blends in other energy practices. She helps people heal trauma. I'm going to send this person that I know is asking for something like that to Kara because I know Kara does that. I don't necessarily do that myself, right? And that's just an example. I do work with trauma-informed yoga, but that's just because it's clear. If someone knows, hey, I have a friend who wants to become a yoga teacher, they connect that person to me because they know I lead 200-hour YTTs. But if people don't know what you do, they're going to send that person, that referral, to the person that they know does it. Thank you, all of you, for being here. And remember to be patient as you uncover and discover your niche. It can take time peeling back the layers. This is not a, I'm going to get my niche down in one hour webinar. This is a, let's have the conversation to start to understand why it's important to niche down. What can it help you do in your, in your brand and your business? How can it help you grow? What are the benefits of it? Do I want to niche down? Do I want to be a yogi preneur, an entrepreneur?
Thank you so much for listening in today. I'd love to stay connected with you in between episodes. You can find me on Instagram at Taylor underscore Ray Yoga and join the free private Yoga Teacher Circle Facebook group, which is full of some pretty awesome and badass yoga teachers. 